This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. And thanks for tuning in to another edition of another Dolphins podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. It's been a while. I've waited so long to say this, and I finally get to let the words escape my mouth. So, Joshua, it's good to see you, my friend. Welcome back. How you doing? Yeah, man. Glad to be back. Glad to be able to keep up with the Miami Dolphins, because when I was at the beach, it was uh, very hard to keep up with practices and scrimmages and things like that. But um, I'm ready to do this podcast, man. Glad to be back. How have you been? Dude, I've been good. There's been a lot of news, but I, I the thing wow. I need to ask you about is how on earth there are these signs up during the practices the Dolphins have, right? That no recording allowed. You are not allowed to record the practices. And yet somehow sitting in a random beach in Maryland, I think it is, Mr. Joshua Houts at Houts on Twitter was able to tweet a butt ton of clips from practices. So you, as a magician, I don't want you to reveal your secrets, but can how, how do you make this happen? What, what you're dealing with three kids on a beach and you're posting clips of a practice that can't be recorded. You're, you're a mastermind here. It, it was really hard actually to sit there and try to decipher what's going on in those plays. You know, some of those <laughs> clips, if you're not there, you don't know what numbers, what I'm like screenshot and zooming in for Elijah Higgins, but no man, someone that followed me just said, I'll be at camp. If you want, I can send you some videos. Um, keep me you know anonymous and so i call him the plug but yeah, he kept sending me some videos so i pumped them out as much as i could and there were some pretty nice ones there was a nice back shoulder touchdown to tyree kill i think uh cam smith had a pass breakup it's funny though every one that i posted it looked like the miami dolphins official account then went in and showed the much better you know 4k hd version of it but yeah it was pretty neat and i wasn't going to say no do you think do you think the dolphins knew something they'd see the clips you're putting out and figured you know if, if um if he's gonna have it everyone else's too yeah, I mean, they were pretty like, uh, you know, the highlight plays, you know, almost. So they were probably mm-hmm. going to show them either way. But, yeah, it was neat. I mean, I don't get to get down there. I hope that someday, you know, you and I can go down there and cover camp because that's been a dream of mine forever. But, yeah, so for someone to send me those videos and to tell me to freefully post them and let everybody else witness it, I thought it was pretty cool at least. What was your what was the go-to one you had to watch a couple times? Was it the, was it the Reek touchdown? Because, I mean, for me, it was the Cam Smith pass breakup. No one's gotten more hype since we've actually seen, like, footage of camp than cam smith i feel 
Yeah, it had to be the Cam Smith one. That definitely got my juices going. And then the Dolphins official account posted Devon A-Chain. And, dude, I'm starting to wonder if I'm a little bit of a jinx because I jokingly put, I'm going to tell my kids this is Barry Sanders. And the next day he's, you know, not showed up at practice. You know, he was sitting on the sideline. So I'm just like, House, you just need to shut up, man. It's because, like, I would love to, like, poke a, a Bills bear or something, just, like, joke about something. But I knew the second, the second I talk any type of junk, it's just going to get batted right in my face. Josh, they went through, we had our first practice at Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday. So what we're doing today is we're going to get through all the news, the notes. We have a full injury report here. You mentioned Devon A-Chain. Uh, but before we get to that, we do have a little bit of transaction news. And it's a, getting to the interesting time of year because, Josh, I don't know if you remember last year. This was about the time of year when Mackenzie Alexander was a signing by the Dolphins. Trey Flowers was a signing by the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think we both kind of credited Chris Greer for looking at this roster, seeing what was happening in the preseason training camp, and really, you know, you're not going to make your team a billion times better here, but you're just taking those swings to maybe prove those weak spots on the roster. Uh, so, Josh, something the Dolphins are doing, they're looking at defensive tackles. Marvin Wilson, former Eagles defensive tackle, uh, worked out the Dolphins on Saturday. I think Tom Pelissero, NFL Networks, was the first one to report that. Josh, uh, starting just with that defensive tackle, the Dolphins looking at different guys. That's really not much of a surprise, though, when you really kind of put things into perspective. Yeah, I don't think at all, Jake. I mean, we hear Vic Fangio basically pleading, you know, to bring in different guys at depth position. Uh, we keep talking about how important it is for Raekwon Davis to take that next step up front. Um, your boy, Brandon, I can't say – can we say – I'm not very good with the last name. Peely? Peely. Yeah, yeah, Peely. Okay, yeah, I mean, he's the only guy behind Raekwon Davis. So, um, yeah, bringing in a guy that's 24 years old, a guy who, you know, a lot of people – thought was better than where he went in the draft. I think he was undrafted, 24 years old. He'd be solid depth front front. And when you look at what Philly has, I mean, their front seven is, you know, insane. So the fact that he didn't come stick on that roster, I really doesn't, don't think it says a lot about him. So um, we'll see what happens. 24 years old. I think Vic Fangio was in Philly a little bit last season. So maybe he got a front row seat, but they definitely need to bring in depth because they let John Jenkins, Jingleheimer Smith go, which still hurts me a little bit. <laughs> You know, that, that's kind of the thing here too, right, is that the Dolphins have maybe one of the best three-man rotations in the trenches there when you want to talk Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, um, Raekwon Davis. We know Emmanuel Agba can play in there. But, yeah, I mean, John Jenkins, he played about 25% of snaps for the Dolphins last year. This isn't someone who's going to make or break your season, but there are going to be injuries. There are going to be um, extended periods of time where one of these guys, Sealer, Wilkins, Davis, are out of the lineup, and you just kind of need someone to fill in. And Marvin Wilson kind of makes sense. He is that nose tackle type. Uh, that Eagles defense, hey, man, it's no surprise. Where was Vic Fangio last Last year, uh, where was he hanging out with? Who was he looking at? So you see the connection right away that Marvin Wilson can have. I think he's only played two games in his career. Um, last year, I think he got into one game. It was either 7, 13, something like that. Um, and he had four tackles as a defensive tackle. So that isn't too bad. That's kind of like a Christian Wilkins special in a way. Um, not trying to compare the two whatsoever, but you don't see a defensive tackle get a lot of um, – uh, stops there and just one appearance. So that was a pretty impressive to see. Josh, another name. The Dolphins went out and signed safety Miles Doran. He played at North Carolina from 2016 to 2019. Special teams guy for the Vikings. Um, read between the lines what you see there. Depth, right? Just someone that's going to come in and hopefully compete and maybe, you know, become a special teamer, this, that, and the other thing. Um, we're talking about the front seven. I just want to throw out Nadama Gatsu. We talked about him a little bit on the pod, and Akeem mm -hmm. Hicks is another veteran. So they definitely need to bring in depth there. And then to bring in a, another defensive back, I just think that they realize that that unit's kind of weak. 
The Dolphins also signed linebacker Mike Rose out of Iowa State. He was an undrafted free agent who was with the Chiefs last year. Um, he didn't play any snaps. He was in the XFL. He played for the Blackhawks. Um, but just just one more note, Josh. We'll, we'll get into um, uh, some of the notes from training camp here. But but Mike Rose, um, excuse me, Miles Doran, something I wanted to bring up. Um, Keon Crossan, he was at the uh, scrimmage the other day. He had compression like uh, compression sleeves on both legs. This is someone who's making a lot of money for the Dolphins quote-unquote, a lot of money being in the perspective of three, four million dollars over the next couple of seasons. So that's something I want to follow up there. This is uh, someone like Miles Dorn has that experience playing special teams. He's probably going to be the bottom of the roster in terms of being a safety or cornerback. But but those depth battles, man, you hit the nail on the head. I think he's someone who um, all of a sudden he might just start weaving his way up the depth chart just a little bit. Yeah, I definitely got my wires crossed. I was sitting here trying to read one guy playing linebacker, and we were sitting there talking about defensive back. So definitely got my wires crossed there. But I guess it says a lot about the safety unit, right? I think even Vic Fangio said he's waiting for someone to kind of step up next to Javon Holland. So um, I think that could be Brandon Jones when he's healthy. We've seen Verone McKinley do a little bit of that stuff. Um, we'll see what happens, right? We know how important safety is. So depth at that position, someone that could play special teams, why not bring in this guy? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a great transition, Josh. Let's start talking about the injury report because I think that's really the biggest thing that matters this time of the year, right? We're going to love to see Eric Azucoma have a big game against the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to love to see Liam Eikenberg play 15 snaps at left guard. But in the grand scheme of things, all we're really focused about are the injuries. So, Josh, I'm going to run through a quick few here. You mentioned it, man. Vic Vangio, he has some gripes about what's happening in that safety room. He's just hoping someone can step up and be that safety aside Javon Holland. And, Josh, a big reason because of that is Brandon Jones, Trill Williams, they did not practice during the scrimmage on Saturday. So is there any concern there? Are we just kind of waiting, twiddling our thumbs till Brandon Jones comes back and he just gets in the driver's seat? Or all of a sudden, are we kind of a little queasy that, hey, maybe one of the safety positions isn't as solidified as we thought, even though, um, oh, wow, another one. Deshaun Elliott didn't play either, so that's three safeties down that the Dolphins didn't have. And I guess that goes back to Vic Fangio's point, right? The fact that he wants to bring in this depth. Um, so the safety position is definitely a question mark, and it kind of sucks. So I think I'm a little bit queasy on that, but I think 
the closer we get, we might see Brandon Jones. You know, Trill Williams making the transition there. Deshaun Elliott, a guy they signed. I mean, you want to hope that he can step up and do something. But then you look at the offensive side of the ball, Jake, and that's just as concerning, right? Teron Armstead's back on the injury report. Devon A-Chain. I mean, that's a guy who I sat here and jokingly said, I'm going to tell my kids it's Barry Sanders, and the next day shows up on the injury report. So um, I get a little bit queasier as the season gets closer. But, hey, man, we got preseason coming up, so it is getting closer. Yeah, Teron Armstead, that's another one. I think they're just going to be as slow as possible with him. He's not someone I'm too, too nervous about. Josh, if you were at Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday, I mean, you were – the queasy meter must have been broken because there was a split moment there. You know, Devon A. Chain, he was there in street clothes. I think he was a little banged up from Friday's practice. But then Jeff Wilson went limping to the locker room at one point, and all of a sudden you're down another running back, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're looking, making sure you have Delvin Cook's business card right there just in case you need to call someone. Uh, but, man, are, are you feeling a little queasy about the running back room, or is this just kind of one of those things where, again, we still have more than a month before the season begins? It's just kind of making sure the train stays on the track until then. Yeah, make sure everything goes as planned and these guys can be healthy for the season. I don't know that you put too much stock into that, but you're right. I'm sure Chris Greer is pulling up that Dalvin Cook business card and thinking this is why we should bring in Dalvin Cook, right? We sit here and talk about how the running back room looks right now, but you start getting one guy injured, another guy banged up. Um, you know, you're relying on some depth there. So bringing in a guy like Dalvin Cook that can be that, you know, take a brunt of the workload, keep Raheem Mostert healthy. I guess Jeff Wilson, if he's banged up, Devon A-Chain, whatever their plan is with him, I mean – you can definitely see why the Dolphins might lean that way for sure. Can we draw a line in the sand a little bit? I, I want to flip back over defense in the sense of, um, you know, we mentioned it. The Dolphins signed a safety in Miles Dornett of uh, UNC special teams guy. But all of a sudden, is this an opportunity where the Dolphins just needed a body for camp? Is this someone who can come in and maybe steal some snaps at safety? Is it just someone for special teams, where do you think the direction of that is when you consider the fact that you have uh, three safeties not playing in practice and you need guys out there, even if they're not going to be on the team come week one? Yeah, I mean, I think it gives both sides a chance, right? Maybe you can sit here and find a diamond in the rough with Miles Dorn, but at the end of the day, he's going out there and just trying to show up and hope that, you know, if he doesn't make it on the Dolphins, you know, maybe he makes it on practice squad, maybe he lands on another team. So I do think it has a lot to do with that depth being a taking a huge blow. And um, again, I get a lot queasier if this would be towards the season, but a lot of these defensive guys are signing. That has to be Vic Fangio saying, I mean, we hear it in his pressers. You know, I need depth here, depth there. I mean, they're at least trying to go out there and go grocery shopping. For Vic Fangio, who, you know, they're paying, what, $4.5 million this season? I mean, you got to get him all the groceries, whatever he needs to get this uh, defense cooking. A couple other names that did not practice, Duke Riley and Malik Reed. Josh, Malik Reed is one of those guys that I just cannot wait to see on the field. He's obviously going to be a rotational player as a pass rusher behind Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Uh, but this is someone I think, too, can be kind of a spark in that Vic Fangio system. He was with him in Denver and when you're talking about backups and depth, I think this is about as good as the Dolphins are going to get. You know, they have a lot of high-priced guys in that locker room, specifically on defense. Um, and you really hope the Malik Reeds and Duke Rileys can be those difference makers because when you're on that free agent market, yes, the Dolphins have $13 million in cap space to spend. I just don't know how uh, gun-ho they're going to be to go and spend that money considering they're already 30 mil um, in the whole next season. 
Yeah, you need these guys to get healthy and go out there and at least make some type of contribution. I mean, Malik Reed's a guy who did have a lot of success in Vic Fangio's defense. So what does this mean for a guy like Emmanuel Agba? Will he get more opportunities? I mean, mm -hmm. we even heard Vic Fangio, and I think we hinted at it before on the pod, you know, Emmanuel Agba being able to move inside and be that bigger body in the middle if he has to. But, um, yeah, I mean, you need these guys healthy because it looks nice on paper, right? Our front, our defensive front looks nice on paper. If you start taking one or two of those guys out of there, I mean, that's just – that could go with any team, but it still makes that unit an entirely different story. And this defense needs a healthy unit if they want to top last season. Well, they're they're pretty, they're pretty bad last season. <laughs> 26th in uh, passing yards given up. They had really struggled to defend the pass. And as a result, I think the, the rope went the other way. They're one of the better teams against the run. I think they were about fifth in terms of stopping the run. But when other teams can just throw on you nonstop, uh, you can kind of pick which road you want to go down. Josh? The NFL is getting into a new theme, a new rotation where there's only three preseason games. If I had to shake that crystal ball, I'd tell you in the next two years, that's going to, or in the next five years, that's going to go down to just two preseason games and an 18 game regular season. Let me know what, what are you thinking for this Atlanta game? It's one, I'm just going to say it to make everyone happy, man. We are going to go about four months now until we don't have football on a Sunday or at least any weekday. The season is finally back. Is this going to be a dress rehearsal for the Dolphins? Are we going to see any starters out there? Or is this going to be a situation where you feel that, hey, they're going to kind of keep everyone on the back of the stove for a little while longer, keep everything cool until things start picking up close for the season? Yeah, that's a good question. It'll be interesting to see what happens, right? I mean, you see the injuries that can cripple a roster. You know, there's only three preseason games, so I think they should sit everybody. But I wouldn't be surprised if the first-team offense, you know, two is out there maybe for one drive, right? I mean, just to, you know – get into a little bit of a rhythm for next week, which I would consider probably the dress rehearsal. And then the third week, they kind of just sit back and coast into the week one. So um, I'm going to say we won't see Tua, but um, I think I'd be okay with seeing him for at least a drive. Yeah, it was kind of tough because I was in the dumb brain mindset of when there was four games, week one, you got one drive. Week two, you got two drives. And then week three, you made it to the third quarter. That was always as simple as it was for me. But Josh... Would you say week two is that? I honestly have no idea. Would you say week two is probably the dress rehearsal compared to week three? Yeah. Yeah. I think now with this new, um, you know, the way it's set up now, yeah, I'd say week two's the dress rehearsal. But again, I think these guys can do whatever they want to do, right? These coaches and they might be trying to big brain the situation. So we'll see. I know Tua before, I think, said likes to be out there, likes to, you know, get some reps under system, but you do not want any, you know, freak accident happening with the season so close. And another give and take that the Dolphins are dealing with is they don't have as many preseason games, but I think they're doing a lot more work with other teams, right? Just going to different camps. Yep. Uh, Atlanta and Houston are the two teams they're having practices with, I think. Yep. Awesome, awesome. So that'll be a lot of Battles. fun to look forward to. I can't wait for that. I'm sure there'll be some chain snatching, some uh, junk talking, some, uh, hey, we'll meet you in the Super Bowl type things. But until then, um, yeah, I wouldn't say the queasy meter is too high on any of these guys. It's still really early in the process. We're still a full calendar month away from the regular season. Um, so these injuries, whether it's Armstead, Brandon Jones, Devon A-Chain especially, just kind of keep an eye on them, feel them out. But I wouldn't worry too, too much about those um, before we get maybe a week or two before the season if they're still not practicing or something along those lines. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Josh, you mentioned that the Dolphins paid Vic Mangio $4.5 million and they came out, they hit the field at Hard Rock Stadium, stormed the field Saturday and put on a stellar performance. Is that much of a surprise to you considering um, the paychecks you see over there? No, I guess not. I mean, I think teams are, uh, you know, analysts and things like that might have saw the Jalen Ramsey injury, you know, maybe knocking this defense down a peg, but I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, as long as everyone can continue to stay healthy, um, you know, that secondary's playing their butts off. We'll talk about Cam Smith, you know, Javon Holland is Javon Holland, Xavier Howard's making plays, and then that front up is just insane. So, no, it doesn't surprise me at all, and you wonder how much Vic Fangio wants to go out there and, you know, teach this young whippersnapper, uh, you know, a lesson and go out there and have that defense clamp down on the offense. First and foremost, the orange jersey tracker. I had the honor of writing that up all week as you and Barrick nice. take the same week off. That was actually pretty impressive. Uh, but Christian sure. Wilkins. No, it was it was actually it was awesome. It was uh yeah. So Christian Wilkins Saturday, he took the field wearing that orange jersey. Um again, he's asked about his contract situation. Obviously, entering his fifth season, he's that fifth year option of his rookie deal was picked up last year. He basically came out and said it's kind of up the organization to figure things out. Josh, I kind of had a tinfoil hat idea of maybe the Dolphins were waiting for training camp to begin. But all of a sudden, I don't know if this is something that could even be done this year. I'm really starting to get the impression that maybe, maybe Christian Wilkins might be headed towards maybe a franchise tag next year. Yeah, that's where all signs are pointing right now, a franchise tag. But hopefully, you know, they find a way. I just, uh, there's a lot of critical decisions that they got to figure out. And then, you know, if Tutsang Avaloa does what we expect him to do, I mean, he's eventually going to get paid an insane amount of money. So this cap situation's gonna gonna be ugly over the next few years, I think. So we'll see what happens. But Christian Wilkins long term in Miami is hopefully how this all ends up, right? Hey, you know what will help out a lot too is if these some of these draft picks actually step up. They kind of help out uh the Dolphins are in a really tough situation. They don't have a massive middle class when you pay a lot of expensive guys, you need some lower salary guys. One name we're starting to hear, Josh. I want to talk Cam Smith in a second, but Iggy Island, is it happening? Why not? I mean, we saw him seal the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we know that he's young. I mean, we've all said our negative things about him, but at the end of the day, he's still a young player. He's in under Vic Fangio. Jalen Ramsey's coaching him up on the sideline. Maybe this is the year we see Iggy Island step up, and um, I don't know that it'll ever be worth that pick that we gave up, but even him going out there and looking competent, putting all that other crap behind him, which it sounds like he's done, yeah, man, sure. Iggy Island, sign me up. Last year, he had his lowest completion percentage against. It was only like 44%. Um, nice. One year it was uh, above 50, and the other one was about 49%. You mentioned that interception against Pittsburgh. That was the first of his career. Josh, this is also someone that's 23 years old, and I'd love to get your thoughts on the cornerback room in general because I had Kat on last week. We were doing a little um, depth chart breakdown, and as we were talking, I was starting to kind of get the impression and at least think about this in my head that are the Dolphins in trouble at cornerback all of a sudden? I mean, we talk about all these names that we're excited about. I mean, Trill Williams was going to come in and be great. Nick Needham was going to be another guy who was going to be a great slot cornerback. 
all of a sudden you're relying on Cater Kohu, who was great last year, but you were expecting to have some guys back this year. You bring in Jalen Ramsey. He's hurt. Nick Needham isn't on the field yet. All of a sudden, are you relying? Are you desperately relying on Noah Igbenogany or Cam Smith to be the guy? Because it, it's starting to feel that way. Yeah, I mean, you you have to. Yeah, I, I guess you are, right? I mean, you see the injuries that are occurring. Jalen Ramsey, you mentioned it best. I think you said he was kind of like the cherry on top of the Sunday. I mean, I, I still think this unit's pretty darn good, right? So you hope that Cam Smith can build upon that camp, which we hear him making plays. There was that video of him trailing, I think, Braxton Berrios and having a nice pass breakup. Continues to make plays in camp. So you're going to rely on Cater Coe, who was one of the better coverage uh, corners in football last year, Xavier Howard without those two groins is going to be another elite corner. And then you just hope someone can step up, right? Nick Needham gets healthy. Trill Williams, maybe bring him back to corner. I, I don't know, man. Eli Apple, that's a guy that we didn't really get to talk about much. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that he ended up with Miami. The fact that Tyree kills like whatever, I just want to go out there and embarrass him every week. So um, we'll see who steps up, but they are starting to trend towards Cam Smith. Cater Kohu, obviously, you know, being big X factors in that secondary this season. Yeah, man, I'm starting to wonder if if Nick Needham, he was one guy that I kind of thought too that he'd come back and be such a jolt in the arm for this unit, especially just that experience, someone who can play boundary inside, someone who's used to being undermanned in, in situations like that. But man, all of a sudden, I, I'm just kind of concerned that there isn't a lot of experience in that group. Do you see Eli Apple maybe jumping up into one of those starting roles, or do you kind of see it as maybe Cater Kohu is that slot, and then it's Cam Smith versus Iggy for that um, second cornerback spot while it's um, Jalen Ramsey getting healthy? Yeah, I think Eli Apple, when you sign him, I mean, you're not expecting to bring in a guy that can start, or you don't think you're going to sign a guy that's late in the season that can start, but we've seen how many games he started with the Bengals. I think that he can come in there and definitely compete with that, but um, I think he's only making, what, the vet minimum? I think I can see Eli Apple stepping up in that role, but you hope that Iggy can show that he can compete with an Eli Apple because, I mean, Eli Apple was decent at one point, but at this point he's just a body out there who can probably be a solid cornerback too, probably ruffle some feathers and get into the opposition's head. But you hope one of your guys can step up because, um, yeah, man, you mentioned it. We had some talent on there a couple weeks ago. We felt pretty darn good about that unit. And quickly, it just kind of dissolves right through your hands. It's, it's pretty crazy. That's so the, Dolphins. It really is. It's a struggle. Uh, the three names mentioned the most by the on the defensive end, simply Raekwon Davis, Zach Sealer, and Christian Wilkins. Those guys were absolute monsters in the trenches. Um, not only does it say how good they are, how good that defensive front is going to be, but all of a sudden, breaking news, the Dolphins offensive line is making us a little queasy too. But Josh, before we get into that, Wilkins, Sealer, and Davis were the three biggest names, but I think maybe one of the most noteworthy opportunities of the entire scrimmage was Audrey Miller, Aubrey Miller, excuse me, getting to call the defense at linebacker. We've heard little hints of Andrew Van Ginkle playing snaps inside, but all of a sudden, man, is this an opportunity that undrafted free agent comes in and just kind of runs away with a job, maybe a depth position? I definitely think you can be that depth position. I mean, I think that's why I got my wires crossed earlier because I was saw the word linebacker and just immediately thought about um, Aubrey Miller. I mean, that's a guy that we talked about when we were talking about Acorns, a guy that at Jackson State just looked like a freaking, you know, men amongst boys, played well, I believe it was in the Shrine game. I mean, to see him being able to call plays and to look like that defense, you know, it didn't look too big to him. I mean, that's exciting because you lost to Landon Roberts. You mentioned Duke Riley earlier. I mean, Channing Tindall, you hope, can step up. I mean, that linebacker unit's still a question mark. But if you can have a guy like Aubrey Miller step up, play some special teams, be a thumper in key situations, I mean, I think it's awesome that he's calling plays, at least in the scrimmage. 
Yeah, and it's just baby steps, right? I think one of the things we go back to our book club we had about Noah Igbenogny, the key is you're going to have opportunities. And it's just kind of making a little bit of noise uh, during those opportunities. And just the fact that Miller is out there, it's a scrimmage. You know, we, we will see it happen in a game. I assume he'll be out there with either the second or the third team calling the shots. But just seeing him start climbing that ladder a little bit is what's interesting to me because we saw it start last year with Noah, right? He has a couple pass breakups early in the season. All of a sudden, he's still in the lineup. All of a sudden, it's a Pittsburgh game, and he gets the first interception of his career. All we're really looking for from these guys are they're just those slight opportunities. It's not going to be big, game-changing things. You know, we're not going to come out of the first preseason game, and, and Aubrey Miller is going to be the number one rated linebacker in all of PFF. But what we can see here is that growing trust with the group. And Josh, we're asking, or the Dolphins are asking for uh, depth at defensive tackle. They're asking for depth at safety. Vic Fangio hasn't really said anything about linebacker, has he? You got Mike Rose, right? Mike Rose, they signed him. That was a yeah. linebacker, right? Yeah. Oh, other than Mike, other than Touché. Mike Rose, right? Other than Mike Rose is a, a little bit of a depth piece. I mean, yeah, th- that's not a guy that's going to come in and compete with some of these guys. So he has to feel pretty good about this unit. Again, we mentioned Navario Bowman coaching some of these guys up. Hope the Channing Tindo can finally do what we expect. And Andrew Van Ginkle, I think, is going to at least play solid wherever he's put, right? I mean, that's a guy that just goes out there, puts his head down, and, and works. So, um, yeah, man. Awesome. Let's see this linebacker core takes the next uh, leap under Vic Fangio and hopefully Aubrey Miller, you know, can step up and earn some reps, man, because it's been a while since we had that presence inside the the middle of the linebacker union. But then we didn't even mention David Long, right? David Long's a stud. He's it, Stock's been rising at David Long quite a bit. Some, he's on the field. Um, one note I heard about him that I thought was so interesting is that the Titans last year played some of the softest boxes in the entire league. Um, they had a very strong front. They had a very strong font with Justin Simmons in the middle. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, excuse me. Um, kind of like the Dolphins have with uh, Christian Wilkins. I'm really interested to see David Long versus the running game. One of the things about the Titans last year is they were great at stopping the run despite having all these uh, soft interiors. You know, not a lot of guys filling up the box like we'd seen the Josh Boyer defense. So I'm very interested to see if David Long can stay healthy, if the Dolphins can maintain their identity of being one of the more stout rushing defenses despite blitzing a lot. And and David Long seems like someone who can kind of be that X factor. Yeah, I mean, early on, he was one of those exciting free agent signings because once, you know, you see the signing relatively cheap price, you go and watch what he does on the tape. I mean, it gives you, you know, you get excited. So hopefully he can stay healthy and anchor that unit. But yeah, man, Aubrey Miller calling plays. I think that's pretty cool. And um, Vic Fangio, if there's anyone that could take this unit to the next level, it's got to be him. It's I've been trying to kind of pull back on being a homer on, with the impression of this defense really struggled last year, right? 26th in passing defense. I, It's really going to rely on those linebackers if they want to be that top 10 unit, because I do think they're not going to be 26 against um, opposing quarterbacks or opposing passing offenses, but stopping the run, man, if David Long can stay healthy and be that guy in the center, that thumper for 15 games, I think that's just such a difference maker. And you do see the slight differences that he has with Alandon Roberts, where Alandon Roberts, he was either going to make a tackle for a three-yard loss. There were also times he just flat out whiff and maybe not hit the hole whatsoever. Running back goes, gets 20 yards. David Long seems like someone who can kind of weave through the trenches a little better. And while he might not be that just 
heat-seeking missile, that Ralphie going through the window you huck at a, a opposing running back, I think he can kind of maintain those two to three-yard gains that puts the offense in an awkward, you know, second and seven, third and six, whatever it may be, to kind of make sure that they're not ahead of the chains. Yeah, and he can also move, too. I think that's what's most impressive. He has speed. He can cover a little bit, and that was all stuff that I don't want to say Landon Roberts couldn't do, but he was more of a guy who was just going to you know tackle guys into guys, right? I mean, we love to say yeah. that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We want to share some offensive notes here before we wrap up. Stop talking about the scrimmage here. And Josh, first and foremost... One of the things I thought that was so hard to believe about last year was looking at Liam Eichenberg's stats on how he was legitimately the worst offensive lineman in all of football. And I said, you know, I was trying to talk myself into it can't be that bad, right? Like he can't just, you know, struggle down after down after down. Well, according to Omar Kelly, that continues to be the case. He put out a tweet during Saturday's scrimmage. It was just simply Liam Eichenberg has lost every snap. And Josh, all I got to ask is, could I have possibly been wrong last year that maybe he was just as bad as the stats said he was? Probably. Yeah. I mean, we tried to sit there, <laughs> we tried to sit there and find the good in it and try to say that, you know, he was a high draft pick, did so well in college, you know, maybe he'll get the light no on depending allowed. on. Yeah. Yeah. In case they bring in a, a Butch Barry and hope that they can turn him around, but it does sound like he's been absolutely atrocious. And I think I love the way Omar Kelly put it, you know, Liam Eikenberg has lost every rep. He didn't sugarcoat that one bit. So, it's a chance for a guy like Isaiah Wynn or someone else to step up, right, and seize that opportunity because um, Liam Eikenberg's been bad, apparently. That's like so 2009 Twitter. That's someone who's only using 140 characters. He's going to keep it simple to the for point, sure. not going to sugarcoat it whatsoever. Uh, Josh, you found a really great quote here that was uh, Tyreek versus Eli Apple. I think Tyreek, one of his big plays on Saturday did come against Apple, I'm pretty sure. I think so. It's hard again. You're looking at it. You don't can't really tell numbers, and it's like Sasquatch footage. But I, th <laughs> I think one of them was against Eli Apple. This is what Tyreek had to say about going against Eli Apple. He said, I was fired up for us to be able to add another competitor to this team because that's going to make us better in the long run, having that quarterback depth. Eli is a great guy. I know we've had some battles, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to win. We're all trying to get better. Now, my looking from it is, now I get to embarrass him every day. It's a win-win for me. Josh, they they fooled us in the first half. I thought they had us, I'm not going to lie, but you kind of mixed together the Tyree Kill leadership, Tyree Kill PR guy, and good old-fashioned Tyree Kill with that goal. Yeah, it was perfect. I mean, these battles, I, I wish we could just have all access, right? We pay all this money for Sunday ticket, game pass, whatever it is. I wish they gave us access to some of this on-the-field stuff, you know, hard knocks for all the fans because – these are the battles you want to see. I still remember them talking crap, and I think Tyreek Kill said he owned Eli Apple, and then they went out there and they just jawed back and forth. So it's just funny that I, I think Mike McDaniel even called him up and asked him if he was okay with the signing. He's like, why wouldn't I be? And then he just you know, said all this stuff, which he had to end with, you know, I'm just going out there to embarrass him every week. So iron sharpens iron. It sucks that Jalen Ramsey's out, but now we get to see Eli Apple battled out with uh, Tyreek Hill throughout camp. It's one of those great storylines. It just it's just that 
dramatic wrestling storyline that I love. Just the the crap talking back and forth where I feel it's right up your alley. Uh, one thing the uh, uh, the Dolphins Twitter universe seemed to love is uh, the Dolphins offense struggled. Vic Vangio really kind of put them in a box and didn't let them out. We got some mad Tua. Tua ripping up the offensive line, the offense in general on the sideline, giving me an earful. Uh, Josh, you compared him to a different quarterback, if I uh, saw that correctly. Yeah, but in, in comparison to that other quarterback, he's he's out there just probably saying, gosh darn, guys, and when Dan Marino would have been like, <laughs> you mother, how you, could you mess this up? So, yeah, I thought it was a little bit Marino-esque, but um, people – main reason I said that was because people get mad whenever you compare the two. So it was nice to see Tua, you know, going out there and shooting into the offense who by all accounts got beat by the defense, but I guess we want the defense to step up and prove that they can go toe to toe with some of those elite receivers and this offense who should be pretty damn good this year. Yeah. There weren't a lot of notes on, on offense. I saw Tyler Croft was actually kind of involved. Eric Saubert was used more of a blocker. Um, Josh, did you have any other notes outside of that? Or is that kind of, you know, pretty much sum it up? Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, the offensive line doesn't sound like it's the end of the world, right? I mean, it sounds like guys are stepping up. I think Omar Kelly said Austin Jackson might have been one of the most improved-looking players. So, I don't know, man. We need these guys to step up. Let's hope that it all came together this year. But I'll believe it, be- I'll believe it when I see it. Connor Williams, I saw he snapped a, snapped a ball over to his head. Typical so Connor Williams that. fashion, yep. <laughs> but, man, how, how does it feel knowing that we are back. We are fully back. We have a game this Sunday. Yes, we, and it's not even Sunday. We have a game this Friday against the Atlanta Falcons. Josh, you better check your pulse if you're not fired up, because not only are we back, we're back, back. We're back, back, back. We get to see Mike White and Skylar Thompson battled out, right? And we get to see all the tweets from training camp, uh, the Falcons and Dolphins practicing this week. It'll be fun to see some of those videos. I remember, what, a couple years ago they had – Xavier Howard gave up a touchdown to Calvin Ridley where it was like took a 30 second route for him to get open and people are like oh man that's right X is cooked oh yeah, dude I can't, can't wait to overreact <laughs> I cannot believe I forgot yeah that's the key here I can't wait to overreact with you and we're gonna do that this Wednesday we are gonna be back with Merrick probably be released Thursday morning actually now that I think about it we'll be back to kind of identify some of the best battles we're going to see between the Falcons and the Dolphins where are the situations we're going to want to overreact the most about where can we kind of ignore that and maybe it's kind of avoid the bad stuff at least for now uh but Josh we said it best we are back we are Chris Berman because we are back 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 but until next time until we are back for another Dolphins podcast thank you all for joining us and most importantly fins up fins up, fins up.